With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. And then there were four, both of the men's and women's NCAA tournaments as they roll on this weekend. Women's action getting underway in about two hours or so. A men's tournament resuming tomorrow just after 5 o'clock Eastern time to Pacific with their national semifinal games. It has been uh, it has been so refreshing. I did not realize, and I even said this to my wife on Tuesday night, Aaron, you're, you're a college basketball insider. You, uh, you've forgotten more about college hoops than I know. And uh, but I said to her, I said this, I go, man, I can't wait for college basketball next year. There you go. Yeah. And and, and so like and I and I I used to be a big, you know, a a big fan. And then in times it ends up kind of 
it just kind of, you know, wanes a little bit. You get a little bit older. You know, like when you were a kid, you had a favorite team for, for every sport. And you sure. followed every sport. I just don't think as an adult that that's necessarily realistic. Like, I, I don't understand how guys can be, like, passionate, diehard passionate about four you know, pro major sports teams, you know, whether it just you. take football, baseball, basketball, and hockey and have the same level of passion for all of them. And then also cheer on college football and, you know, college basketball. Maybe you're in a portion of the country that is college baseball that you're a diehard about or college. High. Like there's only, like, there's only so much room you can be for, you know, for a diehard person. And unfortunately for me, college basketball just took a little bit of a step back, but I think not having the tournament last year, really made me enjoy it so much this year and has really gotten me excited for next year in seeing full arenas, uh, seeing student sections back and all that. So I'm pumped. I was thinking this throughout really, I think, the last probably 10 days or so, and I might have talked to you about it when I was on with you guys on Sunday with George Reister, is I really feel like college basketball, the, the NCAA tournament maybe more specifically, is I'm a little bit of a free roll this year. And what I mean by that is that I just look at it, and I think in previous years, like the opening round, there were so many upsets, and we got a Sweet 16 with North Texas, and you know Loyola and Oregon State played in one game, and Sister Jean and Oral Roberts, and I, and I do think in previous years we would have sat there and oh, you know, come on, man, like who are all these schools? Like where's Duke? Where's North Carolina? Where's Kentucky? And I thought this year was just like everybody was just so happy to have this tournament. Like, I, I'll just give an example. Like, I remember that Sunday game, and you guys might have actually been on air when Alabama played UCLA. It was a great game. It went to overtime. And the people that I saw tweeting about it, the people that I had texting me about it, not only are they not college basketball fans, but but I don't know that three, four years ago, if there was an era, uh, an Alabama-UCLA game on, they would have been watching. And so mm-hmm. I just think, I listen... We'll get into the actual, you know, grades, games, you know, what was good, what was bad. But I just think as a general observation, it really feels to me like people are just enjoying it and just basically admitting, look, I'm going to take whatever bad comes with the good because it's just great to have this thing back. College basketball is back for at least uh, two more nights of this season, and then we'll have to have to wait till uh, we hope November and everything starts on schedule next year. But there are three games left, and and to look back at you know the NCAA tournament, by the way, sixty-seven games. If you, if you didn't know that, you just think about it. It's a single elimination. You have sixty-eight teams. There's only one team standing at the end. Boom! That's how you get sixty-seven. Easiest way to think about it. So we've played sixty-four games so far in this in this big dance. And honestly, in looking at it as a whole, I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on on how this tournament played out. I'm going to give you my official grade of the NCAA tournament at the end. This is this is how I view this year's tournament. The biggest storyline that I thought that you could have, and even without a Duke and you know Kentucky, them not being there is not a storyline. Like it was leading into the tournament, but once the story once the tournament begins. They're not a part of the storyline anymore. To me, Gonzaga being unbeaten was and is the biggest storyline that we that we would have in the tournament, and that storyline is still alive. And so that so that's a, that's a, what I give a, a check mark, a thumbs up for the NCAA tournament and viewing it. Is it a great you know is it, is it a great tournament? How do you view it? The biggest storyline of all is still alive. I would go along with saying that, Aaron, in how the committee seated, and there was some questioning uh, about seating and if they got Oral Roberts right, did they get Oregon right, and some of those questions. 
their top two seeds were right. I, I, I mean, Baylor won, or Baylor uh, being the the one. Uh, B to Gonzaga's 1A, or the second number one seed, if you will, to Gonzaga being the first overall seed. That was correct, so I give them credit for that. And that matchup is still alive for a national championship game, so I like that. There were some Cinderella's. There were some upsets. And pulling the event off was, was magnificent. Like to, to, to actually be able to actually have a tournament, I loved. However, these were, this is where I downgraded. Unfortunately, there's nothing that they could do about it, but there just wasn't the atmospheres that we've had in the past because of the lack of fans. There are fans in there, but you're not getting the atmosphere that a, that a full arena would get, so you're missing that. And also, something that we've touched on, Still no buzzer beaters for game winners. We've had game tying shots that have gone into overtime, so that is great. But to have that game winner, the the Max Asmus shot against the uh, against Arkansas for Oral Roberts was the closest one that we got. Didn't fall. Arkansas thankful for that. But that was really like the one where you thought maybe all right, this could be the opportunity. Dwayne Washington had a chance for Ohio State to beat Oral Roberts. Didn't make it. Michigan State as well. We haven't had that made buzzer beater to win a game. So with all of that being said, my official grade for the NCAA tournament, 64 games in, B+. Very good. What I would say is a couple of things. On the positive side, um, I, I, I do think you hit a great point. I mean, we've been waiting all year for a potential Gonzaga-Baylor game, whether both teams were going to be undefeated, one loss. They were supposed to play in December. It didn't happen. Um, and we're still on track to get it. I like the balance of the upsets early with the teams that frankly feel like they were supposed to be there late. So you have a Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston in the Final Four, Michigan in the Sweet 16, or excuse me, the Elite Eight. The fact that I think UCLA is kind of a weirdly dynamic story. Um, Yes, they're an 11 seed, but let's be honest, it's UCLA. They were the preseason Pac-12 favorite, had some injuries. But you know the brand and let's be honest, like as weird as this sounds, you kind of know the coach. Like Mick Cronin is not a household name, but if you've tuned into the tournament, he was there every year with Cincinnati, could never break through. I think it's kind of cool that he gets there in his first year as a, the UCLA head coach in the NCAA tournament. So to me, those are all positive things. I would say from a negative perspective, the only really two things that jump to mind, what you said, there's been no true buzzer beaters, although you know it's always fun unless you're on the other side of it, whether it's your team, a, a coach, a player, a parent, whatever. And then the other thing is, I do think it would have been pretty cool if a couple more of those big brands were just a little bit more relevant. Um, And maybe, I'll say this, the teams themselves were so undynamic this year that there's a reason that they're not there. But it is always fun to have a Duke there because Duke, when when Duke's there, it usually means they got really good players that you got to watch. Same with Kentucky. And so for that reason, um, I, I do wish we had a couple more brand names late. But I'm, I'm with you. B-plus feels about right. It hasn't been perfect. But as I keep saying, I'll, I'll keep saying it, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It is so much better than last March. Uh, no matter no matter what, what negatives there are, it is so much more of a net positive to have this tournament than to not have it at all. I, I find the UCLA first four aspect intriguing because – you mentioned that you know they're the brand. They were the the you know the preseason pick to to win the uh, the Pac-10 or Pac-12 tournament. And when you have UCLA where they are, yeah, they have that underdog role. But to your point, they're still UCLA. And I compare them to VCU's run in 2011, 10 years ago. And I'm trying to I, I'm trying to sort it out on on what do I think yes. is more interesting. You know, what's more intriguing. Is it a, a, you know, a school like VCU or this year could have been, 
I, I don't even want to put Wichita State in there because they were in the in the Final Four, what, eight years ago. So, like, if, if Drake ended up making that run, are we looking at it, at it different? Like, I think we are, and I think that we would look at the national semifinal on Saturday. Now, Gonzaga may win by 20 or 30 points against UCLA. Who knows? But if Gonzaga was playing Drake, I think we would just all kind of be like, all right, nice run. Drake gets to the Final Four. End of the road. There it is. See you later, Gonzaga, in the title game. Gonzaga may win by 20 points against UCLA, but because of that brand, it makes it more intriguing for me. So as much as I, I love the Cinderella and the Cinderella run, I think I actually enjoy UCLA's run more than maybe VCU's run that they made 10 years ago. See, I agree, and it's, it's a couple of reasons. I think, you know, one, it's just very bizarre to me that v, that VCU, that, that UCLA has kind of turned into this, like, underdog story because, again, they were the preseason Pac-12 favorite, and I know I'm way too invested in this, and I, I probably know too much for my own good. They were a really good team through most of the year. They lost a couple games late, but as we found out, they lost to good teams. They lost to Oregon on the road. Oregon was a Sweet 16 team. They lost at the buzzer on the final day of the regular season to USC. USC, of course, was a great team. Uh, but I, what I also think separates them from like a VCU, VCU, I get it. It's a cool story, whatever. But UCLA won. It's the name brand. You know the coach. And they got guys that are going to play in the NBA. Now, the, the Johnny Juzang kid that scored 28 points in the Elite Eight, I don't know if he's there next year, mm-hmm. but that's an NBA player. He will be in, he will, you will turn on the NBA at some point and he will be in the NBA. There's a couple other guys on UCLA that I could say the same for, but I just bring, to me, I know we all love the underdog story and, you know, Oral Roberts with the Max Aismas kid, like, I'm with you. That was an awesome, awesome, awesome story. But it is still there is still a quality of play and a quality of product thing that matters and and maybe I'm a, a college basketball snob and an elitist but when I when I look when I turn on the the tape and I see UCLA as an 11 seed versus say Drake is an 11 seed UCLA just looks different to me and they look like mm-hmm. a team that as we saw they can compete with one and two seeds in this NCAA tournament so I'm with you I actually think UCLA weirdly makes it uh, is is more of a compelling story than I could have ever imagined. Um, and it's for all those reasons that I said, yeah. but I think it's a cool story. Yeah, yeah but I, I think that the Mick Cronin uh, thing is interesting as well. Just, uh, you know, like to, to your point, I think that that does add, you know, something to it because, yeah, I mean, his hire wasn't, you know, greatly received. Correct. Wasn't the first option. But his knock at Cincinnati, you know, just one sweet 16. And then for, you know, after they made that, like, appearance in, I think it was 2012, you know, they couldn't make it out of the first weekend, and now here you are uh, in the Final Four. All right, my official grade was a B plus. Let's get the drum roll ready. Aaron Torres, your official grade so far, 64 games in for the NCAA tournament is? Yeah, I don't mean to piggyback off you. B plus feels like the right grade, though. Um, can't grade on a sliding scale because there was no tournament last year. That is a fair grade. So I'm I do think it has the ability to jump up to an A-. minus. There's a buzzer beater. As I mentioned, if we get the Gonzaga-Baylor sort of thing, the atmosphere, which, again, wasn't their fault, and, and I almost think that this is a bigger, uh, bigger accomplishment to pull this off in a bubble than maybe the NBA being able to do it in Orlando. Uh, mm-hmm. Still just can't get that perfect grade just because we don't well, have the fans. One other thing, too, and I, we, I know we got to get to break, is – not only uh, th- that is to me an underrated part of this is not only have Gonzaga and Baylor gotten to this point, but they've looked apart, the right? If you're somebody that doesn't follow college basketball all November, December, January, February, which is virtually everyone in the country, 
And all you hear is, oh, yeah, Gonzaga and Baylor. And you're kind of sitting there saying, you know, I've been watching college basketball for 30 years. Gonzaga and Baylor have never been that good. And then you turn them on in the tournament, and they have looked the part. And, you know, Baylor had a couple of really great comebacks. Well, a great comeback against Villanova where they just took over the second half of that game, dominated Arkansas, and, of course, Gonzaga has been incredible. And so that's another element of it, too, is it's one thing to have the two best teams get this far, but when they have been so hyped all year and they have lived up to the hype, I think that's pretty cool as well. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this. I have not admitted this. Uh, on national radio before Uh-oh. It's, a, it's a true true story i played high school basketball like many of us did but that's as far as it went you know many of us had high school basketball careers that didn't you know mine was you know mine was nothing special at all however thinking back to like when you were playing basketball i don't know if there's a player that i would want to uh look like more in a basketball uniform than jared butler at baylor Okay. Like, like, like he looks so cool. Like, like, <laughs> like that's exactly like I always thought. Like, you know, like Antonio McDice, you know, but McDice was built, you know, and, sure. and it was back in the days where maybe uniforms were a little bit bigger. Now the shorter shorts are in. I just think that you know, like some guys look just cool in their football uniforms. You know, like with a helmet. You know, like they're just like man, Sean that guy. Taylor. Sean he, Taylor. Remember he, Sean Taylor? With yeah. The, oh, the face mask. The visor. Yeah. Abso- absolutely. Some guys just like look the part. And in college basketball, I think it's Jared Butler. I just think he looks so he looks so smooth, and and, and so I, I will say that like he's right. the coolest looking guy in the tournament, and I don't even think it's close. Well, and I it's so funny because I was watching that game the other day, and he's just he's just running around chewing his gum, not a care in the world, doesn't yeah. feel like he's breaking a sweat, and he's got twenty two before you look up. I would say too, Davion Mitchell looks pretty sharp in that. That guy's done some bicep curls in his day. I wish I looked like him a little bit uh, when I was playing sports. Just so. even how the how the uniform sits on Butler, like it's just it's so clean. Like you know, like Mitchell's burning up and down the court, sure. and, and and Butler's just almost like just this effortless smoothness yeah. throughout like and there's just you. yeah it's the coolest coolest guy i've seen in a, in a college hoops uh uniform in a while be sure to catch the live edition of the doug gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from man manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres, who just graded the NCAA tournament as we're sitting in for Doug today. Through 64 games, a big old B-plus on both of our ratings. With, or or if it was college grading, Aaron, do you think we'd give it an A-B? Is that is that how we would we would <laughs> characterize it? Is that how they grade in college now? Are we not allowed to give out A's and B's? Is it like the, well, no, it's not now. Like, even when I was in college, which is way before you were, like, there were no B-pluses. Oh. It was just like, you know, you either got a B or a B-C or a C, you know, or an A-B. That was kind of, but that was kind of what was was the grading scale. I don't know what they do at UConn. I'm not sure. Pat, uh, everything's pass fail. Yeah, yeah everything's no, pass I'm fail. Kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> don't want to make my my school sound bad. As I tell Arnie Spann, you're one of the top 25 public universities in America. So. Arnie claims that Arizona is the Harvard of the Southwest. I have yet to hear that from anyone but him, but uh, UConn, yeah, great public school. We all know Stansbury's the Harvard of the West, so that's I, I, I can say that. We learned that from Saved by the Bell. We're going to learn a lot more about what's going on with the NCAA tournament. He covers college sports, uh, college football, college basketball for Sports Illustrated. Ross Dellinger joins the program. Hey, Ross, how are you? Hey, guys, how are y'all doing? Good, good. What what grade would you give the NCAA tournament 64 games in uh, in Indianapolis? 
Mm. I'm grading off of uh, entertainment. Like it, we uh, took everything in. Yeah, and, I, oh, and okay. I'll say this: I thought, like you know, like I think Gonzaga's still alive. I think that there were upsets. Um, you know, just pulling the tournament off. Uh, Aaron and I kind of came to the conclusion of a B plus with the opportunity to be an A minus if we get a great title game. Maybe if we get a buzzer beater that wins a game, something that we haven't had. But but taking all of that atmosphere and everything into consideration, how would you rate it? Well, I mean, given the fact that we're in the middle of a a, a pandemic, um, I would I would I would say an, I would say a low A. Yeah, I mean, sure. they've done uh, the volunteers here and the way they've done the bubble, which I've written about kind of extensively. That I mean, I'm I'm basically here just to write off the court stuff, so I've been writing a lot about the bubble and things like that, and it's it's fascinating what they've done. Uh, and then on the court, you have. The most upsets, right? That we've or uh, the same that a record tying amount of upsets in the NCAA tournament, uh, according as the NCAA defines an upset, five seed difference, uh, thirteen of them. Uh, so it's it's been it's been fun. You've had uh, and I kind of liked honestly, guys, uh, everything in the same place. Um, it's been cool, especially the Sweet Sixteen and on. It was cool for every everything to be at one place. Um, it, it's I think it's worked out really well, and it's it's been an exciting, uh, really uh, you know successful uh, event. So Ross, that was actually going to be my next question. Is you know I've had the fortune of going to many Final Fours. I'm not there in Indy this year. For those of us that aren't, Friday is usually a very big day. You have the open practices. They went on today, I believe, without fans. But what is just the general vibe in Indy? Because thankfully we will have some fans in the stands tomorrow, not as many as usual. But what is the vibe and scene in Indy right now? Well, you know, I, I covered the first weekend here, uh, and then I went home for about five days, and I came back for the Sweet 16, and I'm staying for the duration. And I will say, the first weekend, uh, the city felt a little more alive because you have more teams, you have more people, even though there were uh, capacity restrictions. Uh, you just had more people here, and I'll be honest, you know, I went out in, the, in downtown Indy last night, had, went to St. Elmo, got a steak and, and all that, and, and uh, went downtown a little bit. And, you know, it's cold, it's cold here, and it's just kind of dead. You know, it, it just doesn't feel like the Thursday and Friday before a Final Four. Um, I'm out right now in the broad ripple area of, of Indianapolis, and it's um, it just, yeah, you just don't have the normal uh, experience that, that you're used to uh, before a Final Four. So that's kind of the unfortunate thing, but, hey, at least we're here. Uh, at least we're here playing basketball. Ross Dellinger joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Uh, Ross covering the tournament for Sports Illustrated. How surprised were you on Roy Williams' uh, retirement announcement yesterday? Well, uh, actually, not surprised. That surprised because uh, my I'll, I'll credit my my good colleague Pat Forty, who who uh, certainly more entrenched in college basketball than I am, who about a, uh, about three weeks ago told me that uh, wheels were in motion for that to happen. So he he had heard it, I guess, coming down the pipe that. Roy was uh, was probably going to hang it up uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, lo and behold, it it happens. Uh, and you know, it just couldn't. I mean, the guy has got right more respect um, around the the country uh, in the, the the college basketball world than pretty much any co- active coach. It seems like. I mean, uh, everybody just just loves the man for the guy he is, um, and uh, in obviously from a coaching perspective. Uh, so it, it was uh, it was not surprising, but it was kind of unfortunate. You know, the game is losing losing one of their um, their their great uh, great individuals, great coaches. 
So, Ross, I do want to switch gears quickly to football, and I'm, I'm sure everybody knows, but you do an incredible job covering college football. Obviously, the Justin Fields stuff has been a huge topic all week. You know, not asking you to speculate on other people's opinions or anything like that, but you've obviously been around all these great programs. You've probably been around people that know Justin. Have you heard anything that reflected what was kind of reported this week, uh, only because, you know, we've seen Kirk Herbstreit, we've seen Joel Klatt come out and say that they spent a ton of time around him these last few years, and they have not seen that at all. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen, obviously, I've, I've followed a little bit, I've been pretty embedded with the NCAA tournament and the basketball, but I've seen a little bit here and there of of people uh, defend, like you mentioned, defending Justin Fields, and uh, I, I didn't quite know why. So I must have missed <laughs> Whatever originally was reported or some original report that had everybody rushing to defend him, but all I've ever heard of the guy, and I was on hand in New Orleans in December when he lit up Clemson uh, in an incredible – I mean, it was one of the um, best performances of a quarterback I've ever seen given his injury situation. And uh, after that game, I was sold on Justin Fields. So I don't – you know, if I'm a – if I'm a GM or, or a president of a of a franchise, uh, he he's high up on my list. I don't know that he is higher than Trevor Lawrence, um, but but I know he's high up. And like I said, I'm I must have missed whatever report or original report happened um, earlier in the week because I, I did see everybody rushing to defend him, and probably rightfully so. Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated. Last one for me, because uh, you had a piece as well uh, on SI.com about the the new transfer rule. What is our biggest takeaway for the rule that is uh, going to be passed in, in two weeks? Yeah, I mean, everybody expects on April 15th uh, for the uh, Division One Council um, to pass the one-time transfer exception, is what they're calling it. So an athlete can transfer without penalty once in their careers. Uh, they don't have to sit out. A year, uh, and and that'll pass and pretty much go into immediate um, effectiveness. Uh, and you will see the transfer portal go from already saturated to even more uh, saturated. I'm sure. Um, you know, athletes have to give a notification date to their school in order to be eligible and not sit out the next year at their new school. They have to file like a football player has to tell their their current school by May 1, that they're going to transfer to another school to be eligible immediately. Um, but you're going to have, um, you know, open open transfers, which I know coaches are, are not a fan of. But, uh, look, it's, um, it's 2021, and this is the way it is. And, uh, honestly, guys, we're, we're probably only going to be here a little longer as far as um, allowing an athlete to transfer just once, having the restriction of just once. Because what we're going to have to ha- – what we're going to happen – What's going to happen is you're going to have unlimited transfers at some point. That that will happen. Um, and if, if the NCAA doesn't make the legislation, Congress will. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Ross Dellinger, we will be in wait-and-see approach. We'll just have to see if we see it sooner rather than later, uh, covering college sports for Sports Illustrated. Again, find him on Twitter at Ross Dellinger. Thanks so much, Ross. Enjoy the Final Four. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Ross. Yeah, good stuff from uh, from Ross there. Uh, the uh, yeah, the transfer. It's amazing. I, I mean, now that it's going to be changed, it's it's crazy that we've had to deal with you know like that's just the way that it's always been. Even though it hasn't even changed yet, I'm still you know with with we 
with us seeing Aaron guys get waivers and the ability to be eligible right away, it's almost kind of like I've become used to it. And so just even thinking that the old way was even uh, around is just kind of weird to think. Well, it's it's fascinating how fast it's changed. And I, I might have mentioned this earlier in the show. I don't remember if I have, but Davion Mitchell, the star of Baylor, who has, I think, maybe been the best player in this NCAA tournament, this is his third year at Baylor, uh, second on the court, but he sat out during the 2018-2019 season. And uh, I think that is very much very soon going to be a relic of the past. It's funny. Uh, I remember I had we had Scott Drew on our show uh, about a year ago, Dan, when they first canceled the tournament. But that is one way that he has really built, um, you know, continuity is not necessarily the right word but you know some balance of depth and 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 whatever is by having players sit out in redshirt as transfers and now uh, I'm I'm sure Scott Drew will still offer players the option I'm just not sure whether they'll actually take it or not be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific there's a lot to talk about in the NFL draft but this whole Dan Orlovsky uh Justin Fields game of telephone has just turned into a it's just turned into a whole other a whole other level of it sure and 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 you know for those that may have missed it dan orlovsky works for espn was on the pat mcafee show pat asked him what he's heard about uh justin fields and why fields may be dropping in the draft or even you know why mac jones or you know trey lance are are could be considered uh, ahead of justin fields the thing that orlovsky said uh, and relayed his answer was what he had heard from some people. And the thing that stands out was that Orlovsky said that he was told that Fields is a uh, last in, first out guy. And what ended up happening from that was first there was a there was a defense of of Justin Fields that both you and I think came to the defense of Justin Fields yesterday, but now it's the overall thing of. You know, does someone, does Dan Orlovsky, you know, should he even have said what he had heard from scouts? And and one of his teammates at ESPN, Kirk Herbstreet, tweeted out yesterday with laughing emojis, absolutely ridiculous. Even if you aren't saying it, to pass that along from people in the know is reckless and absurd, embarrassing. See. And. And, and and no, what are your, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but what are your thoughts on Herb Street responding to what Dan Orlovsky uh, ended up having to say, and then Orlovsky's later comments? See, I'm I'm again, and we're agreeing way too much here on everything. Pretty much the last two days, I'm 100 percent with you. Is it is okay for Kirk Herb Street and Joel Clad, our, our lead voice here at Fox, said the same? I have not heard that at all. But to tell somebody that they shouldn't say what sources are telling them, as long as the sources are credible, and Dan Orlovsky wouldn't have said it if the sources weren't credible, uh, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, you know, again, it goes to the the silencing, the, the you know, everyone uses the word cancel, so I don't want to use cancel, but it's like you're allowed to have a differing opinion, and Dan Orlovsky did play in the NFL for over a decade. He does have good sources, and I would add this, too. There's clearly something going on because Justin Fields was the definitive, as you and I talked about yesterday, number two pick in the draft going into the season, and now he might not even be the third quarterback off the board. And so we we have to, as a group, as a society, as whoever, is find that balance of, you know, I can disagree with your opinion um, without, you know, take it back, or you shouldn't have said that, or you have no right. It's like... 
Dan Orlovsky's a credible guy. Like, this is not, I can't even think of a, a fair analogy, but Dan Orlovsky has sources in the NFL and is absolutely entitled to share his opinion, mm-hmm. even if, uh, you know, what, what we've seen and heard from Justin Fields doesn't back it up. What's the point of having a guest on if he's not going to tell you, right? what, you know, what he knows? Like, that's, you know, like there's, there's, you know, there's that portion of it. I mean, Orlovsky, and I'm, I'm not saying this is what he should have done, sure could have broken down from his experience as a former. Uh, NFL quarterback and a, and a quarterback at your alma mater could have, uh, you know, could have broken down fields and said this and that. But he was also, I mean, he's he's spoken to people about it. And 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 as I said to you yesterday, I I, I know that this this could be, um, this could be damaging to to Justin Fields and his draft stock. But in the end, I don't know if it really is. Because if there's a team that likes him, and if it is San Francisco, they're just going to take him at three, no matter what Dan Orlovsky says, or no matter what another uh, GM or scout says. Let me jump in and cut you off. These teams, and you know this, Dan, you've been covering this stuff for years, they do so much homework on on these guys. And they either will have heard this from someone that's not named Dan Orlovsky, or they will have talked to a ton of people that will tell them the opposite. And so, uh, you know, I think it's easy for us. At, listen, I li- I'd like to think my opinion matters. Uh, we all do. But the idea that it's not going to sway anybody, it might sway the public conversation, and which it has over the last two or three days, but it is not going to sway a team that spent three years scouting, yeah. evaluating Justin Fields. Like you said, like I said, you know, go back to, and I, this is an awful example to use because I feel bad for how it worked out for this kid, but if you remember Justin Blackman, the wide receiver at, at, at with the Jacksonville Jaguars, one, it was at Oklahoma State. He was, one of, frankly, one of the biggest draft busts ever, and I think there was some substance abuse, alcohol issues. But, you know, there were people that came out after that said, look, you know, you, this stuff was going around about him when he was in college, you know, and I remember reading a story, you know, we, we talked to people in Stillwater, we talked to restaurant owners, bar owners, that this was a problem. And so I only bring it up, and I hate to use Justin Blackman as an example, but with Justin Fields, they're doing their homework. They know what the truth is. And, um, you know, if there's any semblance of truth to this, and, and who knows if there is, they'll know about it whether Dan Orlovsky says it or not. You know who realistically in the long run is is maybe the most affected by it and who maybe should be the most bothered by the comments? Who's and that? I'll actually give Pat McAfee credit because he caught on to it right away uh, when he asked the question, is Ohio State. Because, you know, if, if anybody was to know that he's a first-in your last in first out guy Great it point. would have to be the guys in the in the building and, and and pat said it immediately after dan made the comments and saying uh that you know oh that's that 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 comes from ohio state that, that that's an inside thing so if i'm ohio state or if i'm ryan day i'm wondering okay who the heck is saying this and how the heck did this come about they're doing more damage control now wondering are other coaches going to be bad mouthing players or or you know giving Great that point. sort of analysis to nfl teams so if anybody feels you know the 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 negativity about it and hey it may be why herb street came out firing because he is a you know in Ohio State alone, that, that could have been a, a reason for it as well. I, I, I'm not necessarily. I, I think Curb Street's the best at what he does. I'm not trying to to say that he he was being any any homerism by any means. But if there was any school that were to take a shot, or you know, because of this, or any party to take a hit, 
if a team loves Fields, they're going to draft him, no matter what Dan Orlovsky says, as we mentioned. But Ohio State may be the one that has well, to do damage control. And, and I will just say this, too, is that sometimes these rumors come out and there's merit to it. I mean, think about, what was it, three drafts ago when Daniel Jones went in the top five and Dwayne Haskins was considered the second-best quarterback on the board the entire season. I think the, I, I believe it was the Kyler Murray draft. So Kyler Murray goes one, Daniel Jones goes four or five. Everybody, why? how can you take him over Dwayne Haskins? Well, we saw what happened with Dwayne Haskins. Maybe that's a super extreme example where he gets cut in Week 17 right before a team's about to potentially make the playoffs. I get it. I am not comparing Justin Fields to Ohio, to uh, Dwayne Haskins because he is an Ohio State quarterback. But what I am saying is sometimes when these rumors come out, nobody ever said that. You never heard that about Dwayne Haskins when he was at Ohio State. And then that stuff started creeping out before the draft. It did affect his draft stock, but it ended up being 100% accurate. So... I, as we discussed yesterday, and to be abundantly clear, Justin Fields has never given any indication that that is an accurate reflection of him. As I brought up yesterday, as you brought up yesterday, Dan, this was a guy at the forefront of getting college football back on the field when he easily could have taken this season off. But, you know, this idea, like you said, that Dan Orlovsky is not allowed to share a sourced opinion from somebody that he trusts and respects in the NFL is preposterous. He gone! Uh-oh, we have a baseball update. We head over to the news desk, John Ramos. Well, I think the Red Sox hoped it would have rained another day <laughs> as Anthony Santander has driven in another run for the Baltimore Orioles. We are in the top of the eighth inning. Baltimore leads the Red Sox. 3-0. Oh, there it is. John Ramos keeping you up to date of what's happening. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from man manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. Glad to have you with us. Final Four coming up tomorrow. Women's Final Four starting in a little over an hour or so in uh, the great state of Texas. Now, Doug isn't in today uh, during his show because he was in earlier today for Colin Cowherd on The Herd. And we now get a chance to hear Doug in a segment we like to call. And now. And just so you know, uh, Doug uh, had this take earlier today before we found out that Kevin Durant was fined $50,000 for the uh, direct messages that were released by Michael Rappaport. So Kevin Durant uh, fined fifty grand by the NBA. Here was Doug talking about Durant and those messages and Durant just talking. Here's Doug. I think Kevin Durant needs to realize, I believe that when he's healthy, he's the best player in the league. Got an unguardable jump shot. He's become a good good defender, a rim protector. You can play him anywhere on the court. Like he's won championships. He's shown that in big games, but he continues to he was searching for affirmation of his greatness. If you're searching for affirmation of your greatness on social media, they'll be like, bro, you're not gonna find it. I mean, I, I learned this a long time ago when I was doing NCAA tournament games. Don't Twitter search your name. I know I'm good at doing games. Know it. Like Kevin Rand is gonna have to come to Every story that comes out, and most of them are not good, and about his use of social media, there's just going to be a group of people who don't judge him in that light. They can't They can't see him that way because of the, the burner accounts, because of going at people this way, because of the language and the, he may be trying to keep it real, but this is when keeping it real goes wrong. That was Doug on, on Kevin Durant. Uh, just a quick thought on, on that, Aaron. I'm curious on, on what you think. The issue with Durant, Durant even said recently, he's like, "Hey, I'm just, I'm just here to complain about sports and music, like all of you, you know, use different, different words." But I don't think that's necessarily the case, and 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 I think that that he's, I, I think that there's a part of it, and and one of the the eye opening things for me is we talk about Twitter trolls, people that will just, you know, always just constantly go at you don't necessarily want to dialogue they just want to keep on you know taking shots in that way or just be uh counter arguments the whole time 
it's amazing to me that I realized that that is a personality trait, that they could be in somebody that you don't know on Twitter that has eight followers or Kevin Durant, you know, or, or the same way. The point about it is it just seems that Durant sometimes changes who he is when it comes to these arguments, and that's just the issue that I see. I don't have any problem that he's sensitive, uh, but it just seems that some of the, those reasons change when he's trying to make his argument. You know, I just I don't see what the upside is with, with this for him because here's the thing, like Doug said, and I thought it was so well put. Everyone is going to criticize you for everything, Dan. We do a segment on whatever where you know uh, Justin Fields shouldn't be the number two pick in the draft. We're going to get fifty percent people who love it, fifty percent of people who hate it. That's that's the nature of what mm-hmm. we do. And I don't with Kevin Durant. I don't even think it's that. I think like ninety eight percent of people are like he's a really awesome basketball player. But the two percent are the ones that are vocal, and so to me, I, Doug's right. You, you know, people aren't going to reach out to you on on social media to tell you. You know, they're not going to reach. No one, Dan. We're both on social media. How many times has somebody reached out to you and said, "Hey, Dan, you did a great show today." Not very many. How many? No. It's not very many. But when you trip over a word or say something they don't agree with, you know, they they jump on there and feel the need to let you know how wrong you are and how terrible you are. And so with Kevin Durant, I see zero upside for him doing this. It doesn't make him look good. He just got fined. Whatever. We can argue about should he have been fined? Is he what he said bad? There's just no upside to it for him. And and again, all these people that criticize him on social media, they're the same ones that would be the first person in line for an autograph if they saw him walking down the street. It is the best out of the show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.